date to your potential, inspiring, educating, and empowering single members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our hosts are Peggy Matheson, betrayal trauma recovery expert, and Sharon Collier, certified life and relationship coach. sitting here saying, we're brilliant, we're brilliant, we're <laughs> pumping ourselves up for this podcast. Not that we're down, but anyway, episode 63, y'all. Hello. Y'all, we just now, I did it again, I've done this before, where I go back down to Texas or wherever, I don't even know where this accent came from, but it just came out. So, let me get back to myself here, the importance of knowing your partner's love language, and you don't have to do it in their accent either, I'm just saying. No. No. <laughs> So, Sharon, lead us out on this. Why is this so important? Well, I, I've had the thought lately because a lot of people tell me they're in a relationship and it's just not working. The relationship isn't mm-hmm. working. Or there's so much to this relationship there, but there's just a couple things missing. And it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I'm like, is it the love languages? Hmm. Because nobody wants to beg to feel love, right? No. Nobody wants to coach no. somebody through loving them. Right. And so I think it's important to know what the love languages are. And I think it's important we know what our partner's love languages are. But if we don't have a little background in it and we're not familiar, then we're not going to be able to speak that. Right. Well, we need to know what our love languages are too. Yes. We need to identify that. And I think we talked about this Boy, we talked about a whole bunch of things. Our brainstorming (laughs) sessions we should record. Um, We talked about different times how some of them might come up more. You know, um, like right after your divorce, you might need more words of affirmation, right? Right. You might need it to fill a hole that's been left from the past relationship. This is not necessarily your core love love language. This might be coming up and you're really needing that right now. Mm -hmm. And to tell the truth, all of us have all of them. It just depends on you know what, what your, level yes what levels they are like um you know what your primary is I was telling Peggy acts of service are embarrassing when people come over and try to help me it's so embarrassing and I don't know how to receive that <laughs> yet I like to do acts of service um it's embarrassing and so I mean like that one would be like at the bottom of the barrel for me to feel love through acts of service right you know and she's like you need to receive service and I, <laughs> that's right I'm like there's a recept receiving thing here we need to work yes on. you need to receive and to give and yes. so obviously you know it's that's I'm gonna say it's it's a zero <laughs> it's a negative four are you the, on the <laughs> list you know where other ones like I'm a quality time person my birthday's coming up and I was like what can I get you for your birthday and I'm like just take me to lunch yeah you know yeah. just take me to lunch and spend some time with me because I'm much more a quality time person so should we go through them yeah let's go through should them. we talk about them? I'm sure most people have heard of them but let's just review them okay um and no particular order I don't know. Um, by the way, these all come from Dr. Gary Chapman. We're going to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, back from his book, The Five Love Languages, from the 90s, I believe and it was. Yes. Um, and there's so much that's written and talked about about this. I'm so glad it's, like, so widespread and so big. Yeah. You know, like, it could have been read a couple times and ignored, but it's not. And they're important. I, I can look back on my marriage and see where I was lacking in speaking my husband's love language. And Peggy brought up a, a thought how you need to use your gifts and your talents and your personality to be able to speak somebody else's love language. And we are going to talk about yeah, that. We'll That's talk about super, that. super important. Okay, number one, well, not number one. The first one we're talking about is gifts. 
giving and receiving gifts, okay? Let's go through them. So there's first, and then let's explain them. So there's gift giving. Acts of service, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. Okay. Yeah. So gifts. Gifts are an important part of probably any relationship because there's holidays and things like that. But to the gift um, love language, um, they don't need a big elaborate gift. They want a thoughtful gift. They want a gift that expresses that you know them, that you know what they like, that you know what they dislike. Like if someone were to bring me black licorice or something, I'd be like, take it back. <laughs> you know? And if somebody brought me back black licorice, I would say, thank you. How did you know? <laughs> right? Now I know I can give my black licorice. Now you know one of the big differences Maggie. between Sharon and I. <laughs> um, but they, they, want something, they want something thoughtful and well thought out. And Peggy had a good point about how she would use like creativity and maybe giving a gift. Yeah, because gift giving is not my my strength. It's not it's not it's something I've had to work on over the years and, and so we've been talking about how do you if if I were dating someone or was married and and my partner his love language was gift gifts I, I would need to expand myself and figure out a way to be a gift, become more giving of gifts. Yes. Um, and, and so I'm, I, I actually, I struggle. I mean, initially my first thought is panic, panic. Oh, I have right. to get a gift. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. It's Christmas. It's a birthday. Or it's something. like, Oh, Christmas. I just, yeah. ah. And so I would do this actually with Christmas too. I would try and make it creative. I would try and do creative you know, gift wrap and all of that stuff to try because that tapped into a a strength of mine. And so part of what we can do is if we come upon a a love language that our partner has or someone we're dating and it's not our natural, we're not naturally inclined that way, find out what your strengths are that you can, can kind of piggyback on your strengths to get that, to make that work. And I'm going to share an example with you. Um, one of my best friends recently got sealed in the temple, got married. Oh, such a, such a happy day. Um, and I, I was like, what am I going to give her? And, um, part of my personality is I procrastinate things that are hard for me to do. And I procrastinate it. But sometimes that adrenaline at the last (laughs) minute helps. But that adrenaline actually creates a creative flow. So there's a purpose in it, which makes me, makes me feel a little better about that. Um, but I had the, I, a friend gave me, another friend gave me an idea of getting a picnic basket and putting special things in it, you know? So I'm like, oh, great. And, but it was too late to order one, even Amazon today. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have just totally put myself in a bind here. But I was serving a friend who was, um, selling her mother's things, had an estate sale and I was helping her. And there's tons of stuff. And I just put it out there. I'm like, I bet I'm going to find a picnic basket. Sure enough. And she just gave it to me. I found a picnic basket. I mean, it might have been from the 50s. It was wicker. Fun. It was cute. It had a little flap that could go up and you could put around. Not a flap, but it was uh, it was wicker as well. Wired wicker that you could go up around the two handles so that when you picked up the two handles, the lid stayed on. Oh, Anyway, cute. it was really cute. It had, um, it had a, a blue and white gingham print in it and and it was kind of it was old I didn't have time to change the 
the material inside or anything. So I thought, okay, something borrowed, something blue. So I thought of that poem, right? Oh, yeah. You know, um, something borrowed, something blue, something old, something new, yeah. something oh. borrowed, something blue, yeah. something with sixpence or pennies or something like that. So I thought, okay, I'm going to make something up with a poem and this basket. And I just kept thinking, what am I going to do? But it took me a little while, and I gathered, like, a, a beautiful scented candle, and I got some... Um, some personal items and then I got a million dollar a, a chocolate bar that said million dollars and just some other fun things and I wrapped them all in these um, tea towels that I bought and and so they were all wrapped in the tea towels and then I printed out and I had a friend help me print out and this saying about where the saying came from and I made little jokes about it I gave her a book on marriage by um, uh, Wendy Wendy um, Nelson before oh, yeah. she yeah. was married yeah. on intimacy and marriage. And so I made connections with that poem, with the things in the basket right, that I gave right. her, and, um, and a beautiful card, and they loved it. Oh, they good. just loved it. And I felt so good, because I really wanted to express my love for them, and I just felt like it was such an important time. And right. so anyway, but that's how I use my creativity and my strengths yes. to be able to give a gift that was meaningful for them. And that I felt like it was going to cover my butt. <laughs> right. Right. Not even that she's an overly big gift person, but you know, right. but yeah, if you're not a gift person, gifts are hard. Yeah. They you know, are. it's hard for me, but you know, you kind of have to dig into like how well, you know, a person, yeah, you exactly. know, and it's like, are they going to be happy with, you know, this? Because it's easy to get a scented candle or, so, you know, or something right. generic right. for a friend for their birthday. But it's like, do you know that pumpkin spice is their favorite? Right. You know, to go that extra step to please the gift giver. And right. that's where the gifts. You mean the gift, the gift receiver. this gift receiver. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, the gift receiver. Yes. Yeah. So that's an example of being able to access your own strengths to be able to expand your capacity yeah I mean in a perfect world we'd all have the same love languages right we'd partner up with someone who has the same love language well and it may be that in our perfect being someday you know in, in God's you know in the next life we all have them I yeah we know. all have the same ones we all have but, you know we're all expansive well, in those all those areas and yes and all yes but you know somebody's you know most everybody has primary ones right and I'm gonna say like I said most people have all of them except me who doesn't have access <laughs> service at all um it's like don't show up I at don't my door believe you I do not believe you <laughs> help me people go can I come and help you with that I'm like nah <laughs> I don't believe you okay moving on to acts of service my favorite. Okay. <laughs> acts of service. Peggy actually looked up a really good quote on acts of service, and I really liked it. You know, um, there's a Dr. Russer Majors. Um, she expands on the acts of service idea, noting that serving another is a type of relational leadership. And I love this. And part of what they say with acts of service is, like what, you know, doing for your partner what they would like for you to do for them. Yes. And that just seems like like natural way of being in a partnership, that that's an important part of it, is doing for someone something that they would like for you to do for them. Well, and not necessarily something <clears throat> that they need for you to do for them. Right. So, But I, it could be that. But it, also, no, it but definitely you like, would like. Yeah, definitely could. But, you know, a small act of service going above and beyond. I've got a brand new baby at home and my husband's going to go do the dishes. 
I didn't ask him to. I could put down the baby. I could make him hold the baby, and I could go do the dishes. Um, A a lot of the things I read about the love languages involved chores. Oh, yeah. uh, Involved household chores, and I thought that was really interesting. But, you know, there's a lot of things you can do outside of household chores, but those are really easy ones. Yeah. Those are really just easy ones. Well, I love the, what, what, what this Dr. Rosser Major said. I love that she said, true leaders serve others before serving themselves. And I thought, I, I know this is so, leadership in a relationship is such an important thing. You know, having, having leadership and talking about it. And uh, for me, I love it to have a man that, that is a leader that will lead out and will provide and protect. Like we say, they are naturally hardwired to do. Yeah. Um, and leadership is a part of that. Not that, I, and, and that we have co-leadership for sure. Right. But, you know, I love for him to, to take the role of providing and protecting in whatever way that might show up. Right. You know, but that's service. Right. That's oh, no, act, I mean, that's and service, service is really important in a, in any kind of relationship. Well, yeah, we talk about the Savior and service, and, you know, that's a part of living the gospel of Jesus Christ is being a servant yeah. of others. So Yeah, but, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of them were chores, and, and if you want to do acts of service, that's a really good place to start. We were talking about that earlier. Um, Jeff used to, he was a computer guy, my husband, and, you know, he would, they would move companies, or they would move from one location to the next in the company, and it's like, okay, how could I serve him? How could I make his life easier? I could go mow the lawn. You know, because most couples establish what, what, who's you know, roles. Do what? You right. know, yeah, I could go sweep out the garage. So he wasn't really worried about, you know, getting the garage. He's not sweeping out the garage at 12 a.m. <laughs> 12 or 2 a.m. Or, or something like that. So, yeah. So acts of service, I don't have a lot to, more to say about that because it's not. Well, <laughs> it's acts not of service favorite. is, it, I, th- I feel like it's one of mine because I did a lot of that in my marriage. Yeah. I did a lot of serving, too. And some of that was... Um, to compensate for things that weren't yeah. there, you know. Yeah. So part of that you've got to look at, is it a healthy or unhealthy thing? And, I mean, it wasn't bad in any way, shape, or form. No. But um, but I think for me, like, making making dinner, making food, baking can yeah. be an act of service for me to give to another person. Um, although oh, yeah. I Although I do resist it somewhat, but but it's a way that I have shown love is to is to serve yeah to serve in my relationships yeah no I don't have a problem serving it's just when people show up and honestly it's just when you have to receive when I when I have to receive (laughs) and I'm gonna say this is post husband's death because I did enjoy and I did appreciate his acts of service you know if I did have a baby he would you know take care of everything around the house for a couple days or take time off and so I did enjoy that and in the relationship sense I did enjoy that I do have to clarify right now it's just hard okay moving to physical touch so if we have to tell you how to touch somebody, <laughs> if we have to clarify all the touching. Well, this isn't about sex either. No. Sex is a way of touching, though. Absolutely. Um, intimacy, for yes, sure. Intimacy, you know. Um, but touching, just general touching, hugs and, and hand-holding and, and just touch. There's people who are touchers. And I just want to clarify this. When I talk about green lights... Mm-hmm. When I talk about green lights and people who break the touch barrier, 
you have to watch people because a toucher, someone whose love language is touch, is going to probably touch every person in that room in one way or another. A hand on the shoulder, a hand on the arm, um, a little elbow bump, a fist bump. So when we're talking about flirting, if somebody's touching you, observe because some people are just touchers. And I want to say... So it may not be a green light. It may not be a green light. That's why you need to observe because people whose love language is physical touch will touch you. Or they'll hug everybody, right? Yes, they're, they're a, you know, it's like, sorry, I'm a hugger. I love it when they apologize. I'm like, <laughs> why are you apologizing for being a hugger? <laughs> um, but yes. So, and touch is one of our human needs. Human needs. Like yeah. infants need to be touched. So a toucher will probably go above and beyond regular touching my husband well and I think also it when you get into a closer dating relationship it will become more more obvious um the because I feel like I feel like sometimes there's someone who I mean like I physical touch is one of my love languages and I don't always but I also balance it with the connection I feel with the person. Yes. You know, so so I'm not one of those people that's going to go around and touch everyone in the room because and I'm an introvert too, which also plays into it. But physical touch is one of my love languages. So when I get into a close relationship or a partnership, and also I have to say I wasn't raised with a lot of physical touch. Yeah. That wasn't part of like my mother's love language, I don't think was physical touch. Maybe my father's, but not my mother's. And she was the primary one that took care of us right, when we were little. Right. So, so I had to learn how to expand that in myself. But it is a big part of who I am. But like I said, I, I need to get to know someone sometimes. Depends on how I feel in the connection. So, so in the dating relationship, it might not show up immediately. But it will, it will show up pretty quick. Well, definitely. Um, my son is, I won't specify. <laughs> which, we mean which son? <laughs> yes. Is not a toucher. Uh-huh. I mean, like not a toucher. And I thought, oh, well, when he's dating and stuff, you know, he's going to have to touch and he's going to want to touch because our physical attraction and our pheromonal response makes us want to touch. touch yeah. But I think after that kind of initial period wears off, um, cause he's not a toucher and his fiance will complain that he's not a toucher and, um, they've kind of had to figure that out. And, and Peggy asked me, she goes, well, what's his strength? What is his strength that helped him touch? Because when they're in public now, he holds her hand because I think they thought about it enough, but he's a thoughtful boy. One mm. of his strengths is he, you know, I get really good gifts from him. I'll get more expensive gifts from him. He's a sweet boy. And he uses his thoughtfulness to, to remember that she wants her hand held. And I think that's super important. And I think that means maybe means more to her that he remembers that every time that, okay, I want to hold hands. I want to touch you. I want to connect with you that way. And he'll hold her hand in public now. And so we all kind of make fun of him because he's stiff and funny about it. (laughs) (laughs) But he does that for her. Well, that's great. And that's a great example of using one of his strengths. Yes. To be able to give her what she needs yeah which is super important yeah and I just think I I just wonder if a a toucher can be with a non-toucher because like really how that's going to play out but 
you know, he makes an effort and that's really sweet. And I don't know. And what that is doing. something that you're going to have to decide on an individual yes. basis. Just have communication about it. Talk about it. Make sure that you, you, you let the other, you know, the person you're dating know, or your partner know and, and communicate about it. That's yes. going to be the most important thing. And then if, if you can work it out, great. If you can't, right. you've got to make a decision and say, am I willing to sacrifice this? And this, this, this kind of goes back to like begging. It's like, who wants to beg to be touched? If you have to beg for your love language, mm. you know, hopefully, you know, you have that discussion early on in the relationship. What's your love language? And you can talk about how you need that expressed to you because, you know, we need to talk about our needs, right? We yes. need to communicate our needs in relationships. Hopefully we can talk about that. But usually when you're asking somebody to change the way they are, what it usually happens really well for two weeks and then it kind of fizzles off. And then we are kind of begging for it again. So we need to be aware if this is how we need to be loved and they just can't do it. We have a choice to make. Yes, we do have a choice to make because we shouldn't be begging for that. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Um, quality time. Quality time. I want to say a lot of ladies are probably quality time. Mm. I think a lot of ladies, don't you think? You're, yeah. You're prob- that's we probably up there talk, for you. We want to connect uh-huh. emotionally. We want to have that time. Yeah. 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 Um, so quality time. If you're not a quality time person, um, you need to get into like actively listening. Okay? We want to be heard. Yes. Quality time people want to be heard. We want to speak. And and if you don't know listening skills, I think, Peggy, you talked about some good listening skills last time, but we've talked about listening skills. Listening to um, to hear and understand, not listening necessarily to respond. To respond. Yeah. Yes. And, re- and reflecting back. Reflecting yes. back to what, of what you've heard. Because last time we talked about challenging conversations and how important that is. Right. Such a great skill to be able to listen and not just think about how you're going to respond and also to observe your emotional temperature if you will in the conversation that's a challenging conversation but but yeah quality time um this is focusing on them when you're together right this is not both of you sitting on the couch playing on your phones this is not necessarily even watching a movie Hmm. You know, a quality time person, you might be like, well, we sat and watched a movie together for two hours. And it's like, that is not, that's time, but that's not necessarily quality time. Yeah. They want, so yes. maybe it's when you come home and like, if you're married or if you're in a partnership where you see each other all the time, the, maybe it's just, if your partner needs quality time, maybe it's sitting on the couch, holding hands, talking. Yeah. And just connecting and connecting about your day. About your day. It just popped into my head. Uh, my in-laws. Um, when he came home from work, when the kids were old enough to be left, they would both jump into his truck and they'd go get a Pepsi at the holiday. <laughs> yeah, Around the see, corner. now that's you quality know, time. It is. It's like they went and got their Pepsi. They spend a half an hour and they'd come home and she'd put dinner on the table and they'd all eat. And it was like they just had their little half an hour before they got into the, you know, the chaos of all I the kids that. and everything. I and love it was that. Really, that's really, a really kind of yeah. cool routine. It was really mm. sweet. And so, you know, it's like, get creative with your quality time. That's just how they did it. But, you know, a quality time person does want to talk and be listened to and connect, you know, in time. So um, let's move on to words of affirmation. This one is a hard one for me. This is a hard one for me, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> But I, I have to say it's gotten better for me 
I've worked on it for years. Part of what I worked on was receiving compliments yes. from other people. Yes. And so, but it happened. I'm going to steal your thunder. It has to be sincere. It does. It does. I was saying that earlier. I'm like, I cannot give an insincere compliment. I have girlfriends who can just compliment anything and build anybody up. And they're so awesome. And I would just choke on that. Me too. If it was an insincere compliment, if, I, if it, it was forced, I would just sit there and choke and it would come out really stupid. It just really would because, you know, I, it's not my strong point. I, I, I told one of my guy friends, I don't think I could be married to a words of affirmation guy and he goes you're really good at it I'm like yeah when I can be sincere um well and and that would be a I mean that would be a great conversation to have right. if your partner's words of affirmation love language and you are not is to say how can I do this but yes. I gotta do it in a way that's sincere and not forced yeah and yeah. maybe you can make it funny I mean humor is such a great way to bridge gaps yes, in a relationship really it really so is. So making it funny and maybe for me, I can see, you know, being extra expressive in a funny way, knowing that that's an inside joke with both of us, right. you know, with somebody I was dating, if that was one of their love languages. So, and having kind of this agreement, like, okay, I'm going to give it to you, but it's coming this way. Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I like how I read an article and I like how they put words of affirmation the best expressing affection through spoken word or praise mm. expressing affection through spoken word or praise I love that. um being grateful thanking people is words of affirmation you don't necessarily think of it that way you know of course compliments um praising you know what i've practiced that and so yes. i am better at that than i than i used to be um pointing out what they did well i guess that's a form of praise um it's also the written word Little mm. love notes in your kids' lunches. Yeah. Have you ever know? Did, did you ever do that? Some of yeah, my kids. I my, did. Some of my kids were like, "Well, that was lame," and the other ones were like, "Thanks, mom." You know, just depending. My daughter, I didn't realize, but my daughter's a words of affirmation person. You know what? Now that you say this, I was watching my grandsons every Monday, and my daughter would make. Uh, lunches for them every Monday over the summer and she did that she put little notes I thought uh -huh. it was the cutest thing and I was like oh maybe I, that's I that's probably one of her love languages I need it's, to find yes. out it's Sharon and I've been talking I'm like I need to find out what my kids love languages yes are. because I you don't can even get, know you know you can really connect better with your especially where my children are adults now I I would like to connect with them better you know so like she sent me a picture of bar stools my daughter and she found them on the side of the road, and I thought, gross. <laughs> but she pulled them apart, she painted them, and she reupholstered them and sent me a picture and said, I found these on the side of the road. Look what I did. So knowing that she's a words of affirmation person, I asked questions about them. How on earth did you do that? Was that hard? Oh, my gosh, you're amazing. You know, of course, I should expect nothing less from you. You know, and really, really affirmed her. And I could tell by her responses that she was very pleased with my response. Where normally I would have been like, cool, sweetie. You yeah, know, but yeah. since I know, it's like she was show, she was kind of showing off. It's like, okay, I need words of affirmation here. So I gave them to her. And I love that That's, because because of your knowledge, you're yes. able to give her... To give her, to, to give her to, what to she speak, needs, to speak love to her. Yeah, you know, I, I can love tell that. her I Speaking love, love. Yes, I, I, love I can that. tell her I love her all day. To but, speak love. To yeah. Speak love. But to it's another. like that, you know. And so, you know, this is in a relation, any relationship situation. But when you have a romantic partner, isn't that a beautiful thing? 
to be yeah, able to, to speak, speak to, to, to speak their love language to them and make them feel validated and loved. And I would add here that as you're dating different people, explore this capacity in yourself. Yes. And test it out. Test it out with the people that you date and see how it lands, see how it feels, um, and, and become the kind of person that's flexible in this, in giving different loves of, you know, different types of love languages to someone else. So that when you meet your forever partner, you will have more of a capacity, you will expand your capacity to actually give them love, to yes. speak love to them. Yes. Yes, um, and a lot of times you can tell what theirs are, theirs are by the way they behave towards you. Like you said, your daughter in the notes. Yeah. My husband used to leave me little notes on my car. And one time um, he came in to visit me. I was working at Chick-fil-A at the mall. And it was before it was in the eatery, if everybody knows the University Mall in Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Um, it was way back in 1987 <laughs> or 88. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I was taking my break and I was sitting with him and my boss came out and he was mad. He just thought I just saw my boyfriend and was eating. And, and I looked at him and I said, no, I'm on my break. I wouldn't do that. And, you know, he was upset. And he's like, well, you better go get back to work. He didn't like that I was in my uniform out in the lobby. I don't remember what he didn't like. And Jeff just left this little tiny note on my car that said, sorry, doll. Because he got me in trouble. And I kept that forever. I might still have it. Because I have a little Valentine's Day heart box, chocolate box full of oh, little letters and yeah, stuff. See, we all love those. Val we you need know, yeah. validation. We need this. All of us need words yeah. of affirmation. Yeah. So. But, you know, it's like, okay, I should have been more aware of that to say, okay, he needs little love notes and things. You know, and I was good at, like, getting him treats and things that he liked for his birthdays and stuff. But I, you know, I was okay with the gifts because there were specific things he liked and didn't like. But... The words of affirmation, you know? Yeah. You know what? You and I were talking earlier, and I wanted to bring this up, that both of us struggled with words of affirmation in our marriages. And I think part of it was because there was control and there was a lack of connection in ways that we needed yes. to feel good enough, to feel comfortable enough, to feel like we can give honest compliments when we really weren't our, our love languages weren't being, our bucket yes. wasn't being filled. Right. And so that, that's a, that's something to be aware of. You know, when, when you're not feeling it, maybe there's a piece missing in the relationship. Right. Too. I mean, that's something right. to look yeah, at. Yeah. Cause we were talking about it. Cause sometimes Jeff would beg for that. And so I try to compliment him and he'd go, that's just forced. Well, it does feel forced, you know, right? and it does feel forced when you're not connecting or when you don't feel right. like you're being loved. Right. I felt it, like it was going one way you and know, that's yeah. just hard. So yeah, just, just being aware is important. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole can of worms. That's, yeah, that's that, a whole other thing, but that, I just wanted to put that, a little, that we could open put a little note out there. About but yes. That. So just understanding, just understanding. And this is why relationships take time. This is why dating situations take time. Can this person speak your love language? If you don't have the same love languages, I'm going to say it's going to be a good thing. Your top three love languages, hopefully there's some part of your partner that has one of those in their top right. three so that it's not so complicated you know, because it does get complicated and know what it is. You know, there's a test you can take yeah, on, you can take. on um, Gary Chapman's website. You know, you can just Google five, five level languages, languages and yeah. take the test. Because like I said, in different situations, in different times of your life, some are going to come up, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily your core, your core love language. So learn your core love language, be able to express what you need because that's important too. 
Communication. Communi- yeah. Communicate your and needs. That, that'll help your partner so much by being clear about yes. that. And then they can choose to give that to you if they want. Yeah, and if you're constantly begging, that just might be a sign that you're not with the right person. Right, right. Thanks, Sharon. You're welcome. Did we cover all five? We did. We did. Great. All right. Hope you guys can go out there and, and spread some love, speak love to those around you. And here I am back at that accent again. I'm going to have to try a British one next time. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that it inspired you on your dating journey. Please share this with anyone you think might benefit from what you've heard today and click the button to follow us. You can reach either Sharon or I at datetoyourpotential.com. We work with people who are single or married. We want you to know you are not alone. We support you. We are in this with you.